this is The Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that The Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com. D E B B I M A C K. Dot com under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. Hi, it's my pleasure today to have as my guest the author of the Eye for the, the Eye for an Eye series one of which I'm currently in the midst of reading and thoroughly enjoying, uh, as well as other novels and more than 50 short stories. Very impressive. And that just, I mean, it just amazes me. Anyway, from Northeast England, it's Paul Heatley. Hi, Paul. Hello, Debbie. It's great to have you on. Thank you. It's great to be here. Excellent. Um, how would you describe your books in terms of genre or subgenre? Um, crime fiction noir, that's the best way to describe them. Um, sometimes I sell them in America, uh, sometimes I set them here in Northeast England. I think it just depends on what kind of story I'm trying to tell and how I think it can be best presented. Um, some story ideas come to it to me and I just think that wouldn't work in England. Um, but I do watch a lot of American movies and a lot of American TV shows. I read a lot of American books and I think that's what has a big influence on me and why I end up certain things in America and why when I get ideas I have to run through them and I'm like is this English is it American and that's <laughs> how, how, how the creative process goes the setting process. That's very interesting um, I noticed you did mention a lot of American authors as influential James mm. Elroy, Jim Thompson and Chester Himes being mm. your big three there and uh, I, I've read all of them and enjoy all of them. They're great authors. Um, are there any particular books by them that you find particularly inspirational? Yeah, for um, for James Elroy, it would be Black Dahlia. That was the that was probably the first crime book I read that um, had a big impact because that it was a big shock for me to see that crime fiction could be dark. Um, that sounds silly, but. I read it when I was about 16, 17, and up to that point, my only knowledge of crime fiction was, it wasn't anything I'd read, it was adaptations of Agatha Christie. And, you know, if you're not into that kind of thing, you're not going to be into that kind of thing. But then I read James Elroy, and you had these incredibly dirty policemen and sociopathic psych, uh, serial killers. And it was just, it was something incredible to read and to discover. And that's really what turned it around for me. Um, and Jim Thompson, again, he came after Elroy, and he was another one that kind of opened my eyes to what crime fiction is and what it can be, because at the same time as discovering Elroy, I, I don't like police procedurals. Um, and Jim Thompson doesn't write that. Jim Thompson, for the most part, writes from the bad guy's point of view, and that's what I like. I like to read from the criminal's point of view. That's why I like noir. Um, Savage Night by him is uh, my favourite. Uh, that's just totally off the rails um <laughs> it's just great chester himes anything anything chester himes i just think he's fantastic um 
there's not a single book particularly uh, sticks out. I think if I had to pick one, it would be A Rage in Harlem because that was the one I read first. Um, and again, he, he's another one, kind of a bit like James Elroy, where you just kind of get shocked at the level of violence and darkness that he was actually putting there. And these books are incredibly graphic. I was, I flicked through one a little while ago and I just came to a page where somebody gets the head cleaved in half. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Actually, uh, I'll just quickly interject, Chester Himes was a big influence on the Eye for an Eye series that you mentioned. Um, when I came to write this, the story, and I knew I had the two characters, I was thinking of um, Coffin Ed and Gravedigger Jones. Um, that's who basically the genesis, where the genesis of Graham Taylor and Traxic Tony came from. It was from uh, Chester Himes's Wow. Well, I'm going to have to read more of uh, your books and Chester Himes because I've read mm. one of Chester Himes, Cotton Comes to Harlem. Nice. Uh, and I picked that one because I remembered there was a movie by that name. <laughs> so I have to read more of those books because I, I really loved Cotton Comes to Harlem. Mm. Um, but uh, that's very interesting, you know, the way you picked your characters that way. Um, so I was reading your guest post and found myself nodding along with a lot of what you were saying. This whole notion of write what you know. Mm. I mean, come on, you know, I mean, I've never killed anybody, but I can write mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so seriously, um, uh, how do you uh, come up, how do you get into the head of killers and things like this since you've never killed anybody? <laughs> um. I think I think everyone has inside them that notion of violence where you can get pissed off and you can get pissed off to the point where you don't really know what you're thinking anymore or what you're doing anymore. And it's just a case of tapping into that moment in time and thinking, how did I feel when that guy pissed me off? This is how I felt and this is what I wanted to do to him. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't knock somebody out with a hammer. You know, it's just, it would, mm. that would be silly. But that's where... It comes from, um, I think once you just get going, and I think once you get into a character's mindset, and if they're a psychopathic character, if you write them a certain way, if they're a bit crazed, as you go along, it becomes a natural progression. Yeah, he totally punched this guy in the face and break his nose. Yes, he'd kick him while he's down. Yes, he'd stomp his ribs. And it, it kind of just gets easier as you get into the character. Mm -hmm. You can kind of understand where they're coming from. Yeah, because sometimes the story just takes off and you realize this is what's going to happen. He wouldn't do what I've planned. He wouldn't do this that I've got in the outline. He's, he's doing this thing. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. um, the story has to come out of the character. Mm. Um, that's one thing I've noticed in, in writing. It just like, no matter what you started off thinking, your character is going to take you in a certain way. Or if you want your character to be a certain to do certain things, they have to come at it from a certain point of view. Yeah. Um, so, you know, understanding where that comes from is important. Um, so, um, you mentioned Get Carter in your mm. guest post, it's a movie that I absolutely love. And um, I thought it was interesting uh, that it was made with the tropes of the Western in mind, mm. because I had no idea that Northeast England was like the Wild West in that way. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah, definitely. Get Carter always had 
it always had a, a big influence for me, even before I knew what it was, because I, where I grew up was near that area. Um, I was born in Gateshead, where a lot of the movie takes place. And whenever we went into Gateshead itself, the bus stop was directly opposite the big car park that he threw us the guy off. Um, it was a very famous building. It's not there anymore. They knocked it down. Um, so it always had it always had a looming presence in my life. It had a looming presence, I think, in a lot of people's life in the Northeast, even if they didn't know anything about it, even if they'd never seen it. Um, I didn't see it until I was something like 18 or 19. And it's just, it's a fantastic movie. It, it's brilliant. Um, I think you asked about the, the, the Western aspect of it. Um, Mike Hodge, who directed, he said that he spent a lot of time up in North, uh, in Tyneside, because the book itself is not set in Newcastle. I think it's set in Doncaster or somewhere a bit further south um, and he's at Mike Hodge had spent a lot of time in Newcastle and he always had the idea of setting a story in that area I, I think something about the grey and the bleak really appealed to him as a northeast setting uh, for a western effectively um, where it's the stranger rides into town and he's looking for revenge for the people that killed his brother it is, it is just a, it's just a western story michael kane is the man with the name um <laughs> but but that's and, and it's, it's it's a brilliant role for michael kane too it's it's not a role you particularly see him do playing a very cold-blooded psychopath there was a story i read where one of the first lines in the movie he walks into a bar he asks for a beer and the script said in a tall glass please and michael kane decided to read that line in a tall glass no, please. No manners. That was Carter. <laughs> wow. Carter. He knows what he wants and he wants it. He's not going to yes. ask you nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, the stranger who comes to town. Yeah. Yeah. There's great, great Western tropes in, in some mm. of these noir movies. And, and, and I'm noticing like spaghetti Westerns have a kind yeah. of noir influence. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm reading An Eye for an Eye right now, and speaking of movies, there's almost a Tarantino-like uh, combination of violence and humor in it, which I absolutely love. Um, how do you think American noir compares to British noir? <laughs> um, I think it's, it's, it differs very much in the humor, like you said there. Um, I don't set out writing to be funny. I think because I know Geordies, I know how Geordies speak and how they think. I just write the way they talk and I think it translates that way to be quite funny. Um, where the back and forth they have, they take the piss out of each other, they take the make out, they don't necessarily take everything very seriously until they very have to take it seriously. Um, and, and I think an American, um, well, an American noir, I think, perhaps there's not a great deal of humor i can't really think of any humor in james elroy's novels or jim thompson's perhaps in chester Hines. um but i think it is just a lot more bleak it's it, it's very much the very straightforward darkness it, it's 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 what noir very much is i think perhaps the eye for an eye books you could maybe class them more as crime fiction as opposed to noir um yeah i, th I, th I think american noir I, I would say even the stuff i've done american 
like uh, Fatboy, it's it doesn't have that humour in it that my British set stuff does. Mm-hmm. Well, I enjoy it, and um, I'm also a big fan of Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett, and a lot of their stuff, while being very dark in many ways, had lots of humor to it as well. So mm. I've always been very influenced by people like that. And uh, Ross McDonald. I don't know if you uh, read them. I haven't read Ross McDonald. He's excellent. Oh my God, he's excellent. He kind of like takes um, the Philip Marlowe Marlo character type and translates it into another character who is his stories make a little more sense actually plot-wise I think than Raymond Chandler's did but um you should probably give him a, a look uh well, there's Ross that famous, McDonald there's that famous Raymond Chandler line where he was asked so who killed the the, the yeah. driver I, I, don't, I, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know I don't know exactly yeah I mean a lot of times that's the way it's kind of like who struck John? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and you could get away with it back then for some reason, and now you can't. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I think that, that kind of sucks. <laughs> but um, what are you uh, currently working on? Um, so in February next year, I've got a book called Guillotine, which is American set, and that's coming out with all due respect, who published Fat Boy. Um, also in the early half of next year, I've got another book called Bad Bastards, which has come out with Fahrenheit 13. So we've got the edits. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the, uh, the edits to do on them. Um, Work-wise, I've got... I'm editing something set in Northumberland, uh, set in my hometown. And I've got another thing that's set in Newcastle, which is... It's my Get Carter. Um when I set out to write, when I started planning it, I was watching the movie. Um, when I was writing it, this, this is what I want to be my Get Carter. Whether, when I come, I haven't read it yet. I've, I've only written it. I planned it and written it. I haven't edited it anywhere yet. So when I come to it, whether I get that impression from it remains to be seen. I'm fingers crossed, you know, fingers crossed. But that's what I'm planning on editing soon. Ah, okay. So you have a number of things in the works. Yeah, I've got. A, I'm, I keep busy. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. Uh, let's see. If any of your books were made into movies, who would you want to uh, cast as the various characters? Let's well, say the given, Eye for an Eye series. Mm, well, an Eye for an Eye, I've given thought. Um, Graham Taylor would have to be Liam Cunningham, who plays Davos in Game of Thrones, because for some reason he decided to play Davos with a, a Geordie accent. So I already loved the character from the books, but as soon as he spoke with that accent, I was like, yes. Uh, so Liam Cunningham, I think, would play would make a brilliant Graham. Um, to, to, I, did, I did a blog post a little while ago on, on, on who I thought would play them, and Tony was a difficult one. I, 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 I still don't have Tony in my head um, as to who could actually play him. I was thinking recently it could be uh, Jamie Bell, um he's young enough and he has that northeast background too um but for neil doyle who's effectively the antagonist 
Peter Mullen, the Scottish actor. I think there's not too much between the Scottish and the Geordie accent. I think he could probably nail that quite well. And I'm a big Peter Mullen fan. I would, I would cast him in anything. If Liam Cunningham said no to Graham Taylor, I'd get Peter Mullen. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. Wow. <laughs> so um, if somebody is going to read uh, your books, say for the first time, what would you recommend starting out with? An eye for an eye. An eye for an eye. Yeah, either an eye for an eye or fat boy. I think it would depend more so on where your tastes lie, if they lie British or American, or, or like we were saying earlier, if, if you like a bit of humour. Um, but I think, yeah, those are the two that I lean towards, an eye for an eye or fat boy. Well, I'm absolutely loving an eye for an eye. So um, I'll, I'll give it my um, gold stamp, golden stamp of uh, approval there <laughs> for what that's worth. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish up? I think I've covered everything. Um, <laughs> where, where can people find you online and your books? That's a good question. Oh, uh, yes, I'm, I'm everywhere pretty much. Um, Facebook, uh, it's Twitter is at Paul Heatley3. Uh, Instagram is Paul Heatley Author. Uh, I'm on Facebook, I, I think I said that um there's a blog that i don't update a great deal but you can find it it's on my amazon author page uh the books are all available from amazon um the iphone i series was recently made available on nook so that is also available from barnes and noble excellent uh, uh, yeah so i think that covers everywhere i am online all right all right well good to hear and uh, oh one more question for me yeah. as a doctor who fan i have to ask are you a doctor who fan <laughs> you're giving me a look no i'm not um I, i'm not against it i've, I've got nothing against <laughs> i think for doctor who is i've always felt the theme tune belongs to a different show there's a there's a real menace to the theme tune <laughs> that when you watch the show it, it doesn't quite add up um <laughs> You, you go in with the theme tune, you think, this is going to scare the shit out of me. And then you see all these cardboard and rubber monsters, and it's like, what, what's this? I, th I, th I think somebody got a bit mistaken. But no, I, I don't, <laughs> it doesn't, no, it's, it's not my kind of thing. I like sci-fi. Um, it's just Doctor Who does not really appeal to me. Um, not your thing, huh? Ah. It's not for me, no. Oh, well, that's Sorry. cool. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I just happen to like Doctor Who, what can oh, I do? That, that's cool, you know, yeah. I'm, how's the new one? I, I don't watch it. How, how's the um, lady doing? She's, I like her a lot. The only thing is, I don't think they're writing the scripts quite up to the level that they should be for her yet. It, it's interesting you say that because a lot of people that I work with are big fans and they talk mm -hmm. about it a lot. And that's what they all say. She's very good. The stories are lacking. She's fantastic. Yeah. She is truly wonderful as the doctor i'm loving her as the doctor but i wish that they would come up with some better <laughs> scripts for her uh what can i say well i just want to say thank you so much paul for being on and Thanks for, having me. for everything yeah. and um in any case uh, don't forget everybody who's listening to please consider buying the crime cafe nine book set for a uh, short story anthology, which is available on my website, debbiemack.com, when you click on Crime Cafe. Also, you can get both of those for free if you s sign up as a supporter of the podcast. 
uh, on Patreon. We have a Patreon page. So um, just go to debbiemack.com and click on Crime Cafe and you'll, you can learn more about that. So in any case, um, thank you so much again for being here, uh, for being here, Paul. I appreciate everything that you had to go through to be on here today. <laughs> and it was, uh, <laughs> it was enjoyable talking to you. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Uh-huh. And with that, I'll just say thanks everyone for listening. Happy reading. And I'll see you in two weeks. Mm -hmm.